I don't think I need to play the theme, do you? No. I've heard it. It's probably like week three of um, our situation with the coronavirus. Yeah, I'll bet. Did we start around uh, 15 or 16? We're almost at week three, I bet. Yeah. yeah. The last official on stage was back on the night of Shelter in Place. Oh, we, it sure was. We were filming that night and with yeah. Daniel Steinbach, and then at the uh, stroke of midnight, that was it. No more. Yeah. Yeah. We finished up, went home, and... Uh, haven't really reemerged since then. How are you doing with the whole thing? Uh, well, I'm getting pretty bored. <laughs> you know, it's it's a lot of sitting around. Although I am, I am I'm working on playing piano, and uh, so it's given me time to uh, work on some chops, and uh, and that has been a a great way to reacquaint myself with music theory, because it's all right there, lined in front of you on the piano, and as you're finding the chords and the majors and the minors. Uh, they're all right in front of you, and as you build them, you actually see how the ones, the threes, the fives, the sevens, and and uh, every all kind of line up. It's it's been a, a good couple of weeks for that for me. We should have you on the show sometime. Yeah, give me give me another month of quarantine, and and I bet I'll be close. So my birthday uh, fell within this shelter in place. Yes, it did. And it was last Happy week. Happy birthday. Thank yes. you so much. Yeah. Uh, there was a whole week of activities planned in our previous life, yeah. and uh, those were all summarily canceled. Um, yeah. as Otherwise, is, you would have been stuck on an island in the uh, in, in Bermuda somewhere. And or some equivalent. Not able to come home. So, exactly. So, um, uh, you know, it was one of those days where, you, you know, you wake up, and it's just like every day that has been in shelter in place. It was kind of Groundhog Day. <laughs> yes. So late at night, I was doing some video chatting with people, and that's what you do in this era. You just you, you talk video to people chat. through uh, phones and video, et cetera. Yeah. You, you can't really that's meet true. up in person. And I brought up the idea of getting a bunch of what are called cameos for you and doing an episode around it, or the Phoenix, not just you. And, uh, and it seemed dumb, and it seemed like something I wouldn't do. <laughs> and then everybody thought it was funny, and uh, I still think it's dumb. Okay. But we've done it, so <laughs> I can't. And it's still to this point. I've heard about what it is. I can't imagine what it looks like yet. Well, I mean, my thought is this: we are in probably one of the more serious and not funny periods uh, yes. of our lives. That's very true. And um, this episode is, uh, well, probably the least nutritional episode that we'll ever do. <laughs> it's just some dumb fun in a time of not very much dumb fun. Yeah, so when this is done, everybody should go out and eat some fruit and vegetables. Exactly. Like last week's episode, Penal History episode, that was a that lot was of protein. Yeah. That was a lot of good solid cool. fiber it was stuff that's very healthy for you this episode is like cotton candy so okay. <laughs> if you like that stay in um okay, all right so we're, so we're going to the fair exactly we are, that's actually a very good way to put this all right so uh, cameo uh cameo is a service that is like so appropriate for this age that we live in basically there are celebrities on there and you give them money and then they record a video message for you wow. so you know I was perusing it because there's like thousands of people on there. That's, you know, and these are, these are actually, some of these people are quite successful and don't need the money. Oh, absolutely. I didn't get any of those. <laughs> um, <laughs> no disrespect to anybody. Yeah. But I mean, like, like to your point, Caitlyn Jenner's on here for $2,500. $2,500. Mike Tyson is $500. Wow. His are like 25 seconds each. Snoop Dogg's on here for 420 Snoop for 420 <laughs> That's great. He did play the stage, but four twenty it's a little much. That's a little pricey. Yeah. So anyway, we love you, Snoop. We do. Yeah, we we can't do the four twenty. So I went through and I found a dozen that uh were moderately priced. Some of these were suggested, oh. some of these were birthday gifts to me. Okay. And Good. you know, I picked some who've played the Phoenix before. I picked some people who you've had some feuds with. I have some people who uh, actually wish you happy birthday because your birthday is coming next oh, month. Yes, that's true. And uh, just a few other fun surprises. So okay. this is the On Cameo with Jim and Tom episode. Oh, okay. And I think a good place to start is Bam Margera. Bam Margera. Oh, boy. Now, Bam yeah. Margera, what is his history in this building? Oh, boy. Well, he's uh, he skated the ramps. He's been here to watch his brother play. CKY, uh, CKY. CKY. Absolutely. He's... Uh, uh, I think he, I'm, I'm pretty sure he met his wife here at this, at one of the CKY shows. 2009, Nicole, 2009, I who think. Who is a friend of the Phoenix. And, uh, they named their son Phoenix. And, uh, what an honor for the, for this building to have. So. <laughs> Bam named his child. You actually. get to give these people a prompt and then they respond to it. And it's funny because I, 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 for Bams, which I'll read, 
he and his wife are in the video. I didn't know his wife would be in it, and I'm glad that she is oh, because of her history too. at the yeah, Phoenix. Good. But they just totally disregard my prompt, and my prompt is this. <laughs> Hi, Bam. Tom Gaffey is the manager of the Phoenix Theater in Petaluma. I know you've been there a handful of times and have met him. Let's imagine a world where you bring back Viva La Bam and you terrorize Tom instead of your family. What would that look like? Anyway, they don't respond to that at all, but, they, but they, do, they do say this. Oh my God, Tom, I miss you so much. He's a touch of home, you know? That's, we named our son after your, you know, your Phoenix. Phoenix. <laughs> there, he, there he is. Oh, Phoenix. Oh, what a kid. <laughs> so I don't know. Um, so a friend of yours, what's his name? Jim Ag- Agnew. So he wants us to uh, play some mean tricks on you, like pull back, you know, Viva La Bam and all that. I don't know if we can do that to you. We had too much love for you. <laughs> Look at that. You know what? And uh, Nicole did manage to bring Phoenix down one day to uh, to ride the ramps. And uh, he's... Uh, Still, what, a couple of years old, but uh, he's a gutsy little kid. He's ready for these. What a wild thing. I can't believe I did not know that they named their child Phoenix. That is yeah. such a wonderful thing. Oh, it really is. Especially, yeah. I mean, growing up, I loved Jackass. I loved Viva La Bam. What a fun overlap yeah. that he's been in this building and he named his child after the building. I love it. Yeah, I, I do, too. That's They're a great couple. They really are. Okay, so that was a soft open, just some fun, just some, just some, just some down-home sort of Phoenix family stuff. Now we're going to get into some juicy stuff. Okay. You, Tom Gaffey, um, have oh. often talked of your feud with Insane Clown Posse. Oh, <laughs> that's true. Well, I mean, they uh, they did what they what they were famous for at the Phoenix. I will give them that. They did show up, but they did not play. They left just before it was time for them to go on. They left the opening band twisted here. They left their equipment here. Uh, it was just the two of them. They jumped on the bus Instead of going on stage, they jumped on the bus and hightailed it out and drove down the road. <laughs> it was it was quite a night. And then for a couple of years after that, several years after that, their their booker would would call and, and ask if they could book them here. And I got to say, no, of course not. We we won't try that again. So son of a gun, there they are. You also spoke about them at the live show, live on stage show. You told an extended telling of the insane clown posse I story. Did. Yes. I believe you walked out into the center of the stage oh, yeah, to a crowd right, of 450 true. people. Yeah, and I believe true. you uh, said they weren't playing. Yeah, they I weren't think playing. you might have called them Boots. Names. Boots had said they weren't going to play. Boots came out and said, you know, I really want to apologize. Uh, they can't play. One of them is sick. What? Bullshit. And this is a mistake, and I should not have done it, and I wouldn't recommend it if you were ever doing this in front of 450 people. Don't come out and tell them, this guy's lying, man. They actually just left you people here. Bullshit, you said. Yeah, I probably did. (laughs) This is bullshit. They're not playing because they're assholes. That's the whole thing. Crowd's getting very agitated. I don't know if you've met some of the folks. Well, that's not what the tour manager felt because he called 911 on you. Well, (laughs) did he? No. uh, Well, the guy that called 911 was their uh, road stage manager. And they they left behind. The theater manager is trying to incite a riot. Send police down to the Phoenix right now. (laughs) I was not. There was no riot to be had. And like I say, they were kind enough to call me back every year for a long time. So (laughs) I think we left it on a good note. This is Violin J. So what about Petaluma, California? Have you ever been there? I used to pet a llama in Petaluma. And his name was Tom Giraffe Ass Gaffy. Whoa, I haven't said that name in four decades. <laughs> Tom Giraffe Ass Gaffy in the Phoenix Theater. <laughs> he used to have a head. It looked exactly like a watermelon-sized scrotum. Long, stringy fucking hairs growing out of it. Mad wrinkles. Even a pudgy little fat dick nose. <laughs> we used to love fucking with Tom Gaffey. Man, we robbed that motherfucking venue blind, took all the money. <laughs> I don't know which has had more hardcore rocking going on in it. Tom's venue or Tom's ass. Man, I hope he's still in business. Because if Tom Gaffey's still around, I know all the hookers in Petaluma are doing big business. And the meth dealers. Tom Gaffey, man, fuck you. I don't like you, Tom Gaffey. I don't blame you. Remember me? Violent J, the insane clown posse. I'm the guy that stuck my foot so fucking far up your ass, it hung out your mouth. Tom Gaffey. Had to get braces. Fucking quit drinking already. I know you're older than fucking time. 
I know you're balder than a fucking whale's I told him you were belly. Bald. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tom Caffey, go fuck yourself with a flaming pitchfork. <laughs> nice smile. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's an important thing to note. Um, uh, we're, this is an audio episode, but on YouTube, I'm going to put these clips up as well. Okay. You can watch the episode. It'll uh, yeah, it'll yeah. show these people saying these things. <laughs> Most of the people are nice in these, oh, yeah. but the but the, uh, the insane well, clown posse. It's just it's appropriate that oh, there would yeah. be a little roasting. I'm, I'm okay with it. Do you have any response? No, I I, I uh, pretty much. Uh, I don't remember the foot incident, but. <laughs> Yeah, they were they were assholes then, and they're assholes now. That works. Okay, so that's that's uh, insane clown posse member number one. And that's Violin oh, J. No. And uh, why don't we check in with uh, okay, Shaggy with Two Dope? Shaggy Two Dope. Shaggy Two Dope. See what he has to say. Oh yeah. What's up, Tom? What's up, Tom Gaffey? I think you might know who it is. Maybe you remember who it is. Shaggy Two Dope from the insane clown posse. And listen up, man. Word on the streets. Your boy Jim hit me up, and he said you still got beef. Over a show we did at the theater you managed, the Phoenix the Theater in California? The oh, yeah. And you still got beat from 98? Oh, yeah. Well, listen here, Tom. I've had many a friends named Tom before, and we always call him ST. You know what that's for? Stale Tom, because all Toms are stale as fuck, including you. You're ST like 49. You know what I'm saying? Actually, you're ST 64, you bald fuck you. And your last name is Gaffy. It should be Laffy, because everything you do is fucking laughable, Tom Gaffy. Fucking ST 64 Laffy Motherfucker And listen I'm coming back To the fucking Phoenix Theater oh, no. And I'm a shit In the urinal So you gotta clean it really? How's that sound Motherfucker That's pretty much Why I'm still pissed off <laughs> Holy shit oh, why? Yeah, yeah Why is that Just because Nope I, I, They didn't They didn't stick around Long enough to shit In the urinals And that's probably The problem I'm having With them Yeah Damn Well I hope we get To have them back Oh I'm not Not thinking that's Gonna happen so uh, some of the people have a connection to the Phoenix, and some of the people are totally separate from the Phoenix. Do you recall a man named Rod Blagojevich? Rod Blagojevich, wasn't he? Well, he was a member of the Illinois House of Representatives in the yeah, 90s. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, and, and, and uh, didn't he just get out of jail? He did. His sentence was commuted by President Donald Trump. Yes. Uh, he was elected governor, I believe, of Illinois yeah. in 2002 and re-elected in 2006, yep. and, and he was impeached and removed from his office for, for corruption. Yeah. He solicited bribes for political appointments, including Barack Obama's vacant U.S. Senate yeah. seat after Obama was elected president. <laughs> Making deals to sell the seat. This is all from Wikipedia, of course. Uh, he was uh, convicted and sentenced to 14 Holy years shit. in federal prison, and earlier this year, Donald Trump commuted his sentence yeah. And he is now out. And so he, he calls himself a Trumpocrat, I think. That's right. Yeah. And he is on uh, Cameo. And I wow. thought, wouldn't it be fun to get some advice for you from La- Rod Blagojevich? Wait a minute, so you can buy a, uh, a greeting from Rod Blagojevich? It's cheap, too. <laughs> it's cheap, too. Um, So uh, the prompt for Rod was, my friend Tom Gaffey uh, runs a community center called The Phoenix and jokes that his business advice is, watch what I do and do the opposite. Yeah. You've said That's this true. many, many yeah, times? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And I said, do you have any business or general life advice for a man like him? And Rod had this to say to you. Oh, no. Hi, Tom Gaffey. This is Rod Blagojevich. Oh, you Your friend Jim tells me that you run a community center called the Phoenix Theater and that you like to joke about giving business advice. Your business <laughs> advice is, quote, watch what I do and do the opposite. Not a joke. End quote. So I'm supposed to give you some business advice. Well... Here's a piece of business advice. Stay the F out of politics. Yes. Dangerous. I agree. Stick to the Phoenix Community Theater and enjoy yourself. If you have passion for what you do, you can't help but to be successful. The luckiest people in the world are those who do the things that they love doing. And I have a feeling that if you've decided in your walk through life to be part of a, an organization like the Phoenix Theater... Uh, and you got a sense of humor like you do. I have a suspicion you probably love what you're doing and you're probably very good at it. And you're probably deprecating, self-deprecating when you say, watch what I do and do the opposite. Because well, frankly, <laughs> the best advice is probably to watch what you do and do it because you're clearly an inspiration to Jim. What a guy. And probably many others. Anyway, Tom Gaffey, good luck to you, my friend. The best of luck. I'll see you around one day, who knows, around the community. Not sure if that ha- will happen or not. 
But in the meantime, these are challenging times. Be careful. <laughs> stay safe. And give my best to Jim. <laughs> there you go. I will. And you know what, Rod? If you're ever in Petaluma, definitely drop by the Phoenix. Again, that's like your cotton candy content. Yeah. No no one needed Rod Bogoyevich <laughs> giving you advice. Way. But um, it's fun. Yeah. Rod Bogoyevich giving Tom Gaffey advice. Let's go back into feud territory. Okay. <laughs> he played a show here in 1991. Oof. The Spin Doctors opened for him. Oh, my God. You got... Oh. It's Polly Shore. Polly Shore. It's Polly yeah, Shore, yeah, yeah. folks. <laughs> Uh, yep. well, br- brief summary cow. of your uh, your history with him. Uh, he got angry with me because I th- wouldn't let. Uh, I threw a bunch of girls that were in the. I think he was. <laughs> I threw a bunch of girls uh, out of the dressing room, and that pretty much upset him. He wasn't happy about that. Polly Shore was having a line of local girls backstage for uh, trading massages. Which was just too weird for us. You can't, you just can't do that. The idea being that they would give him a massage to get to go to the show? Yeah, something like that. Whatever that was, I just, it was too much and I put a stop to it. He got very angry about it. And that was, I think, our one and only time with, uh, with, uh, Polly. And, uh, Spin Doctors opened up the show. They were incredible for crying out loud. And actually, yeah, he was so upset. Oh my God. We we stuck a heckler over on the side of the stage to harass her while he was performing. Oh, that was a tough one. I can't imagine this is going to go well. Actually, he forgets everything. I hope he did. Yeah, he yeah. he he responds to this like he's never heard of the Phoenix before in his life. But but, but that's true. Except but for, there yes. was a time when he was on the radio and you heard him. Oh yes, oh, please. Yeah, yeah. So that's right. Then uh, he came back. Uh, Boy, he came back after the Phoenix and played the Luther Burbank Center, which is a larger place. And uh, they uh, that didn't go particularly well for them either, as I recall. And they decided they didn't want to have him back. So his last time in, in Sonoma County, I think it was his last time, maybe not, he came back and played the Mystic, which is smaller. So he was doing a radio interview prior to that uh, show. And the guy said, well, you've, you've been to Petaluma before I have, I don't remember that. He goes, yeah, you played the Phoenix scene. He goes, Oh yeah. It was kind of that old dingy place. Wasn't it? <laughs> Fuck you, Polly. So yes, I did. Uh, the night he showed up <laughs> and played the mystic, uh, I took our, what we had on the marquee down and, and left, uh, Hey Polly, eat me. <laughs> That's true. I wish to God that he remembered that. Unfortunately, oh, I'm glad he did. Based on, um, I understand he's gotten to be kind of a, he's kind of a cool guy. So yeah. Well, unfortunately, we don't get the fun conflict that Insane Clown Posse gave us. Instead, we get this. Yo, what's wow. up, baby Tommy? What's up, baby Tommy? This is Polly Shore. You remember me? I, I played the Phoenix Theater in Petaluma. I think it was May 16th, 1991. Yes, May 16th, 1991. That's when we did it. It was with the Spin Doctors. You were there because you were crusty. You were a baby crusty back then. Anyways, it's Polly Shore and uh, John, Jim, Jim, baby, baby Jim. Jim told me to reach out to you and congratulate, congratulate you, Tom Jaffe, on uh, 37 years of managing the Phoenix Theater in Petaluma. He's being nice. It's so awesome. Yeah, I have to burp. One sec. <laughs> Excuse me. Well, that I was a that. celebration burp. That was. But for real, real, real. Baby Tom, congrats on 37 years. Um, I know, unfortunately, you probably can't open the theater right now because, uh, as Donald Trump says, there's a Chinese virus running around. So, either way, um, congrats on 37 years. Uh, you will open the theater again soon. This will pass. This too will pass, and we'll be back to normal. Till then, I'm quarantined just like you, just like baby baby Jimmy, and we're all just you know wishing it was 1991, May 16th, when the Wee's step foot on your stage, dudes. Later, bros. Have a good one where you wherever you may be. Peace out. I think his kitchen would be nicer than that. Well. So the thing is, the price of, of property is so expensive down there. Uh, it may cost him a lot of money, but the fact of the matter is, it's uh, you, you don't get as much bang for your buck if you're living in the wrong areas. Uh, it does look like he's he's uh, well. There's his refrigerator. That's got to be his kitchen. Yeah, he's got the nice subway tile in the back there as a, a, a counter splash and nice piece of granite back there. And 
Uh, actually, the uh, looks like his cabinets are mahogany. So yeah, it actually is probably a nicely appointed kitchen. So there you have it. He still wow looks the same. I uh, he's got most of his hair that's looking good. Holy cow, Paul, you, you you're doing good. And actually, he's running the club now. I think he's running the uh, the comedy store, isn't he? Is that so? I don't know that. I think he is, and and uh, good for him. Uh, now, have we mended the fence now? Well, I. <laughs> Insane Clown Posse, I feel like it, no, it, it, it's the same, if not worse. Yeah, no, I, look, Insane Clown Posse gave us what they what they were giving a lot of people, so that's fine. Yeah. We got what we got. Uh, I would just, I don't ever want, want to attempt that again. They're, uh, if Polly Shore wanted to do a show, would you do one? Yeah, we'd probably, this wouldn't be the house for him without alcohol. I think it'd be a bad booking. Well. Yeah, look, I'd, we'd, we'd do Polly again. This is great. We've but made that, progress. But you know why? Yes. Because he reminds me of Nick uh, from uh, uh, the Happies. The Happies. Yeah, he really does. And and as soon as as soon as I get that, I go, oh God, you know, actually, I, I like the guy. What the heck? Because Nick is one of my favorite people. Paulie Shore, you're back in, baby. Well, not that that means much. He goes, great. I can come and not sell out the Phoenix. All right. Prompt question: Who is your favorite one-off character on Seinfeld? My favorite one-off character. You know, because there's sometimes those episodes that are centered around, you know, like a business owner or like a random that one of the crew meets. Oh, my God. It's not the... Uh, well, no, I've always liked... Uh, oh. Uh, uh, Elaine's boss in the... Uh, when she was working uh, for the... Uh, oh, Jay Peterman. Uh, yeah, Jay Peterman. I always liked Jay, P- Jay Peterman. What do you like the about him? soup Nazi. Uh, just because he could play befuddled better so seriously. That guy, that guy is great. He does, uh, he does dog shows. He does. His actually. whole thing is is doing dog shows. I think. If you're looking for more harmless fun in this very not fun era that we're living in, Google uh, whatever his real name is. I guess Jay Peterman. Find his real name and then Google dog show because there are literally hundreds of photos of him posing with dogs online. Yeah. And he is, he's got the perfect appearance for that. I think that's his forte. Uh, not, like not, you're not in luck because there is no Jay Peterman on there. However, uh, your yes. second your second favorite that you mentioned. Is that the Soup Nazi? The soup Nazi. Oh, the Soup Nazi. Has a special, he has a special no message for you. you. He has okay. a very special message for you, Tom oh my Gaffey. Oh, God. And the Soup Nazi. I can just imagine. Larry Thomas, a.k.a. the Soup yeah, Nazi, has this to say Larry to you, Tom. Tom Gaffey. Hey, Tom Gaffey. Larry Thomas here, the Soup Nazi from Seinfeld. And I have a message for you from Jim Agius and the Soup Nazi. I think he said my name the right so, name. Yeah. Tom Gaffey, you're turning 64 years old, but you have asthma and you should stay inside during this coronavirus outbreak. So although it's happy birthday, it's no outside for you. Oh. Yes, you've got to stay healthy. I will. And, well, you probably have to eat that canned soup, but what can you do? <laughs> but anyway, you're 64, so you're finally there where Paul McCartney was saying, will you still need me? Will you still feed me? He was talking about soup. Yeah, I asked him. Of course he was. So you'll need some soup, some real soup. So when this whole crazy outbreak is over and you can get out, you come to the soup stand and you do the ordering procedure properly. And Tom, you won't be pushing your luck, little man, or else it could be bread. Three dollars. No soup for you. Come back one year. Next. So watch yourself. For now, stay in. Stay safe. Stay sane. And adios, muchacho. Okay, that was pretty good. There's a couple other Seinfeld people on the site, too, but that's the one. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, no. No soup for you from the soup Nazi? Come on. That's, that's history. It's history. And my God, he said your name. Yeah, that's true too. This is weird. It's uh This is a weird experience, by the way, for any of you just listening to this. It's strange to have these people address me. It kind of feels like we're having a fever dream. Honestly. <laughs> okay, <laughs> like, like we had the TV on in the background yes. and uh now the soup Nazi's talking to you. Yeah. Now Polly Shore's talking to you. Rod Blagojevich. Rod Blagojevich, which that was a, that was much more pleasant than I expected. Let's veer back into people that we know people that have been here, people that know you. This is a person that requires a long introduction, and if you don't mind, I'd love you to read an introduction because you reading it, I think, would be better than me reading it. Oh, who we got? Is that uh, Saborg Destructo? Oh, <laughs> Guar. 
Ah, Saborg Destructo is the brother of Techno Destructo, and one of Guar's recurring nemesis. And I just want to say this is from the website Encyclopedia Scumdogia, which is the Internet's most extensive research resource for Guar lore. Please continue. Saborg Destructo is, is a Frankenstein-like creature of, of Techno's built, uh, built from, uh, of Techno's, Techno built him, uh, from cadavers and enhanced with cybernetics. He joined Techno along with Bozo Destructo with the original Scum Dogs under the Master's reign and has since taken part in trying to stop Guar. Ah, that's true. He was, yeah, part of the, the, uh, <clears throat> the troops that were trying to end Guar's reign on this planet. He first appeared on the electile uh, dysfunction, <laughs> the electile dysfunction of 08. Uh, tour and uh, took part in the mid-galactic wrestling matches uh, yeah, along the way with uh, Bozo Destructo. Uh, he's a featured character in Lust in Space, where he teams up with Guar to defeat Cardinal Sin. He returns as the... <laughs> <laughs> that was me gesturing to read the second half. <laughs> We've got this long thing here. All right, well... Uh, Destructo, Saborg Destructo, returns as the villain on the album Bloody Pit of Horror with a large upgraded mechanical suit. He later reappeared as a mysterious cloaked figure who sold the band a mansion in order to set them up to be in a trap. Afterwards, he no longer wore the cloak and mask. He still continues to fight Guar, in which he always fails. Yeah, they just might as well read the last paragraph. Okay. Saborg Destructo has a cybernetically enhanced body with his limbs, head, and torso replaced with crudely built cybernetics. Like his brother Techno, Saborg's right arm is massively oversized with a giant spinning saw blade where his hand would be. He utilizes his blade to great effect during concerts, spraying audiences with blood from his target. Saborg also has a pair of smaller circular saws embedded in his skull. Well... Uh, with that, Saborg oh, yeah, Destructo has this to say to Tom wow. Gaffey and the Phoenix. Hello, Tom. It's me, Saborg Destructo, enemy of Guar. And of course, I remember the Phoenix in Petaluma. What an awesome venue. All the amazing graffiti all over the place. The skate, uh, the half pipe in the, in the uh, main venue. That's awesome. That must be amazing for all those kids there. Kudos to you for being there for 37 years and trying to entertain that community. And uh, your, buddy, your good buddy Jim is the guy who uh, booked this, right? And he wanted me to uh, see if I remembered throwing you to the meat grinder. Now, mind you, I get my head whacked quite a few times in the evening uh, on all these shows. So it's a little cloudy on the recollection, but I'm pretty sure you went into the meat grinder. And my question to you is, Tom, how the hell did you get out of it alive? I don't understand that. What are you, what, some kind of superhero, man? Well, hey, thanks a lot for having us there. Uh, thanks a lot for keeping it going and uh, doing a service to your community because that's a good thing that you're doing there, man. Uh, keep up the good work. Hope you weather through all this crazy crap with the coronavirus. And uh, we'll see you on the other end, Tom. Have a good one, man. Okay. Yep, there you have it. What I like about him He's is great. I told him about the graffiti just to kind of jog his memory. Yeah. But the skateboard stuff, he absolutely remembered. Yeah. It's been a long time since they played here. Well, they were they were always great. Uh, it would take it would take a full day to set up for it and get plastic up over all the important parts and the equipment and wrap everything up, and then it would take about a week to get it cleaned afterwards. The blood and the guts and the gore was just oh, spectacular. What a show! You know, I've been working on this massive archives project for the Phoenix, and I've yeah. been going through uh, this archive called the List, which Steve Kopke oh, put yeah. together. And uh, there was just this really invaluable service um, that still yes. is online to this Shout day. Shout out to Steve. He's still out there, yes. 100%. He's still doing it. And uh, it's really the only way that I'm able to piece together what the calendars were between the early 90s and now. Because I don't think he missed a show. No. And so uh, I was going through it, and sometimes in the early days, he would put notes about bands that he liked and bands he felt people should check out. And he said of Guar in 1990, you've got to see these guys at least once. These art students put on quite a show, gallons of fake body fluids and vulgar costumes. Yes. You may get wet next to the stage. Excuse me. You, you will get wet next get to the wet. stage. Yeah. So anyway, Guar. Oh, my gosh. We... Uh... <laughs> We actually, I had told the uh, police department we were going to have this show, 
And uh, when they heard what it was kind of going to be about, they wanted to come down and see what people will be looking like when they get out so they don't freak out. I think it was a great idea. It was pretty intuitive on their part because I said people are going to be leaving here all bloody and gory and uh, son of a gun. So they came down to check it out and uh, everybody was happy at the end of the shows. What was the experience like getting thrown into the meat grinder? Um, so it was, it was really quick and I wasn't meant to go. They had a few people lined up to go. And then all of a sudden I get grabbed by the shoulder and dragged off the side of the stage lined up. And then they kind of shove you up. It happens so quick. And I don't know. I remember my guts being spewed all over the audience. I don't know how by the end of the night, uh, actually, yeah, by the end of the night I had to clean the place up. So I managed to put myself back together and here I, here I am today. And here you sit. Thank God. Thank God. Yeah. But it still took us about a week to get the place clean. And actually, for after every Guar show, for several months later, you'd find a little piece of it somewhere in the, one of the dark corners of the Phoenix. Yeah. It was like uh, we had uh, <clears throat> Disciples of Ed did a show here, and it was uh, cheese ball wrestling involved. And for that one, <laughs> we ended up dropping several cases of uh, Frito's cheese balls out of the out of the ceiling down on the audience and uh we had no idea that cheese balls were so slippery the the powder that they were coated in it ended the show people couldn't stand up on the stage people couldn't stand up on the floor and for that show we found pieces of cheese balls in this building for several years later they just kept popping up <laughs> kind of like a, a guar show how did it end the show you couldn't stand up <laughs> You couldn't do the pit. <laughs> that stuff on the floor, it was particularly bad for me. We had a wedding here the next day. So we were here cleaning and sweeping and mopping and trying to get the, the orange out of the building because everything turned orange. It was just, oh, it was hideous. And we got it ready, but right by show, by, right by wedding time. It makes me so happy you brought that up because the list work I was talking about that I've been doing, yeah. I inputted that show yesterday. Ah. And that was called The Cheese Ball Christmas Show. Yes, it was. And it was on oh. December 21st, 1990. Yeah. And it was Disciples of Ed. It was the Louis, and it was a band called Out the Door. Oh, Out the Door. You know what? That was a great, that was a great lineup. That was a great show. Those were wonderful times. All right. So that begins uh, one of four of these from people who played here that I wanted to see if they remembered or if they had any like, you know, thing they could say that could prove that they remembered. Most people did pretty well. Um, this guy, God bless him. You can tell that he's just, well, he's just being nice and responding. It is Marky no, Ramone. Marky Ramone. Marky Ramone wow. from the Ramones. Great show. <laughs> there he is. And A um, couple times at the Phoenix. Yeah, they played here in 81 and 89, as he will say, because I reminded him in the prompt. And yeah. uh, uh, you see if he remembers playing here. Okay. See if you believe Hey, he Tom, it's Marky Ramone here. It's amazing that you managed the Phoenix Theater in Petaluma for 37 years. Oh A lot of clubs close after five years. Anyway... Um, I know that we played there in 1981 and 1989, and the reason why we went back in 89 is because we probably loved playing there. Probably. Anyway, uh, again, congratulations, keeping music alive in your place, and I want to say two things to you. Hey ho, let's go, and gaba gaba hey, and another thing, stay safe. What a guy. That. That was great to have. They brought in uh, that, that 89 show. They brought Murphy's Law with them, and, and uh, that was a great band. I love those guys. And uh, I remember by, because uh, they had a whole bunch of alcohol on their rider. And so we had it all waiting backstage for them. And by about 2 o'clock that afternoon, it was all gone. And so Joey came out looking for more, uh, and he said, oh, I'll go get it. I Just where do I get it? Well, that was Tuttle's across the street. And uh, so we sent Joey Ramone decked out in full black leather uh, with black sunglasses, black hair. <laughs> he walked across the street and shot for his own beer in Tuttles. You'd have to be an old school Petalumen uh, to understand how weird that must have been. Tuttles was quite a place. It was my go-to place, actually. It was a drugstore and a general store almost. Anything I needed to keep a show going if something was broken, if something needed to, to be replaced, if I, I could always find something that could keep us going. 
uh, even in the movie days, uh, I was able to find parts in, in their little sundries area that I could keep my projectors going with on, on, a, uh, on the fly. <laughs> so, and it was, <clears throat> I remember that day, uh, they had a couple of very old women working behind the counters, and one of them absolutely freaked when, when Joey came in. The tight pants and the leather? Zombie. The tight, uh, <sighs> they were hanging. <laughs> it wasn't really tight on Joey. It was like kind of this hanging affair. Hanging leather. Well, Marky Ramon, thank you so much. Thank you, Marky. Hopefully yeah. you kind of remember it, but it seems like you probably don't. <laughs> That's all right. It's all right. Um, yeah. This guy definitely remembers it because he's played here in the last year. Ah. And it is, of course, Afro Man. Oh, Afro Man. Afro Man. Far out. His is fun. <laughs> he's <laughs> always here fun. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what's going on? It's the hungry, hustling, African-American wet dream. The successful failure, the acceptable reject. Yeah, I get dissed, but it's with respect. Yeah, the rock and roll gangster, OG, Amsterdam, Afro, money-making marijuana, smoking mother... M.A.A., you know what I'm saying? And yes... Yes! Want to give a shout out to Petaluma, California. You know what I'm saying? I love when I play at the Phoenix, you know? Yeah, man. Man, they always pack it for me. You know, uh, I'm, I'm a real big E40 fan. I'm a real big Bay Area fan. So I'm always really proud of myself when I can sell tickets in such a, a holy, sacred area. Hey, you know what I'm saying? Big shout out to my man, Tom Gaffey. You know what I'm saying? Stay down like four flat tires, man, when this when this uh, goofiness is over, man. Let's get Afro, man, back to Petaluma. Let's do that California man. tour, man. You know what I'm saying? Afro, man, the greatest that ever did it. And hey, you know what I'm saying? Hey. And I'm, a go- I'm going back to funny and happy, you know what I'm saying? Because uh, I like having fun when I'm doing my thing, you know. You know, why rap good and depressing? You know, you still depress me. You just did a better job at depressing me. Nah, man, more Code 45, more zigzags, more because I got high, more she won't let me. You know what I'm saying? Big shout out to Tom Gaffey. Yeah, man, stay down like four flat tires and two spare inner tubes, you know what I'm saying? Big shout out to Petaluma, California. Yeah. <laughs> And all of our people that be coming up to the Phoenix. Buckeye. Looks like he did that from the back seat of his Cadillac. Maybe the front seat. Maybe the, no, I think it was the back seat. All right. Are you ready for the fourth? Yeah. The, okay. four, the fourth who have played here. This is a man that I thought had played here and maybe has played in another band, but he didn't play on the night that I had thought that he played here, which was oh, yes. the Slayer night. Yeah. Uh, which is, you know, goes down as, I think for you, one of the most historic nights. Oh, yeah, it was, that was, because I was not a Slayer fan until I saw them live. Uh, and that's the way I am with a lot of bands. I, I that's just for me, I've been so spoiled. Um, <clears throat> I had a, a journalism teacher, John Feniger, who was just an incredible guy, spoke Russian. And uh, I had a discussion with him about, and he liked the classics, but he never liked music on, on in records or candy called it canned music. It just never was the same. So he had uh, he had uh, season tickets for the opera and the symphony, and uh, he saw all of his music live. And I understand where he's coming from. <clears throat> when you, even with Metallica, uh, especially with metal for me, uh, Slayer, I had no idea how powerful these guys were until you get them on the stage uh, and in a small room like this. Because the Phoenix, when those guys are playing, is a small room. And uh, the, their sound just, wow, blows you right through the back wall. These guys, Slayer is just one of the greatest metal bands ever. <clears throat> they, when you see them live, you get it. And I got it. What a band. So I had thought this guy had played. His name is Paul Bostaff, and he has played with uh, Forbidden, Exodus, Testament, oh. and Slayer. Did we catch him with Forbidden? Um, I don't know. He doesn't talk about that. It's still like a funny little anecdote, which he shares. And uh, he was in the building that night. He just didn't play. So let's see what he had to say. Hey, Tom, what's going on? It's Paul Bostaff. Hey, your buddy Jim informed me that you uh, managed a a Phoenix Theater in Petaluma uh, for 35 years. That's a a long, long time. Um, I I may have played there with Forbidden. Uh, He said that uh, Slayer played there. Uh, That's uh, funny enough. Because he asked me, uh, do I remember the show? Um, so, yeah, I remember the show. Um, what's funny about that is uh, I didn't play that show. I was there, though. Uh, so the story goes is 
Uh, I had just left the band and the band was touring on the Undisputed Attitude record, which I recorded with them. Um, the drummer at the time that played that show was John Deddy. Um, I went to the show to say hi to the guys, um, you know, because we were still friends and, you know, I wanted to go see him. I'm, I'm still a Slayer fan. So, um, yeah, that's, that's what I remember of the show. I remember actually standing at the soundboard watching them play Slayer. Um, and I remember people would look, we're watching the show and then they'd stop and they'd turn around and look at me and they'd look at the stage and look at me and they <laughs> were a little confused. Some of them were just a little bit confused. Like, what the hell is this guy doing out here? I thought he was supposed to be up there. Um, anyway, that's, that's what I remember about the show. It was a great show. It was a Slayer show. So anyhow, man, thanks for all your dedication to music and, and the scene, um, you know, and, and managing the Phoenix Theater um, throughout all these years. Um, you know, we, could, we use more, need more people, more venues like that uh, to keep this art form alive. All right, man. Well, I appreciate everything you do, brother. Take care. Good luck okay. on whatever you're doing. Got the metal horns. Yeah, you can't yeah. see this if you're listening, but he gave us the metal horns. Metal horns. End, far out. Which we love. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, so Holy that guy. full set is on YouTube. Uh, we just uh, posted it on the social media earlier this such week. Such a great show. Watch it. Holy God. You're not doing anything. No, Somebody no, should yeah. watch it. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll take a look. You guys should all check that out. It was, it sold me. I was not a fan until the night they played here, and then I realized... Holy shit, what a band. That's the conclusion of our people who've played the Phoenix uh, folks. I have three more who just I thought would be fun. It's just these are birthday gifts to myself, but they're okay. wishing you happy birthday. Yeah, that's weird. That's, I'm kind of weirding out on that one. Yeah, well, you know, it's like I I've thought, what could I do that would be fun? And it was get some of these cameos, but then I thought, my God, your birthday's coming up. But what? But what should I have Gilbert Gottfried talk to Tom oh, Gaffey about? Gilbert Gottfried, and I was far like, out. you know, I think it'd be fun if he number one wished him happy birthday, and number two okay. talked a little shit about him. Oh yeah, here comes Gilbert Gottfried sure wishing would. you happy birthday. Okay. Hi, this is Gilbert Gottfried, and this is for Tom Jaffe, and it's being sent by Jim Agius. And uh, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Tom Jaffe. Happy birthday to you, or Gaffey. And, uh, and uh, you know, I, I heard that uh, you're so bold that people can read your mind. Uh, and, you know, you're so bold. If you put your head next to another bold man, you could make an ass out of yourself. And uh, you like to wear two plaid shirts at once. Uh, well, that means you're, you're pathetic looking. I already got a view in my mind. You're just pathetic. You, why don't you walk around with a sign that says... I'm pathetic. I gave up trying to be attractive years ago. Oh, nice. uh, that's what you should do. But you have a very happy birthday, Tom, and more to come. Who would have thought Gilbert Gottfried would have perfect teeth? <laughs> this was news wow. to me. I like his glasses, too. They're more stylish yeah. than I would think. Well, I want to switch to bigger glasses, as a matter of fact. Oh, you're looking at his, and you're thinking, yeah, at this his. is looking pretty good. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm already wearing plaid on plaid. I could go with really funky glasses, too. I have two more. Okay. I have two more for you. And uh, again, we have another birthday wish. And this one is not, well, I, this is not, is not an insult one. This is a, a birthday wish. And, you know, some advice okay. uh, by, by a sweet man, by a kind man. Um, his real name is Paul Rubens, but you might know wow, him by his character, yeah, Pee Wee Herman. Anyway, uh, let's see what cow. Paul Rubens has to say to Tom Gaffey. <laughs> well, 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 if it isn't you, Tom, hello. T, may I call you T? Well, I just did. <laughs> Tom, it's me, Paul Rubens, Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> I don't have to tell you who I am, Tom. I think. I do. I understand that you're a very big fan. Well, I appreciate the support. I didn't tell him that. <laughs> I understand that I you're about to turn 65 this year. Wow. Tom, I have to say, you're looking good. If I had to guess, I would guess, well, you don't look a minute over 64 and three quarters. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Or am I? I understand that you're in the theater business, just like me. Wow. Well, I hope that uh, everything is going fantastically up there for you in Petaluma at your theater and outside the theater, where I understand you have quite a bit of 
graffiti, inside and out. How do I know all this? How do I know so much about you and your theater and your life, your age, everything? Well, a little birdie named Jim Agius, 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 <laughs> something thank, like thank that. You. Jim to you and to me. Jim asked me to give you an uplifting message and to share some life advice. So here it is. Tom, don't take any wooden nickels. Oh, I just took one. I'm serious, Tom. Wooden nickels aren't around too much anymore, but my grandfather gave me that advice, and now I'm passing it along to you, Tom. Tom Gaffey. <laughs> Is it Gaffey or Gaffey? I'm just kidding. Or am I? Tom, back to you. Well, let's get back to Jim for just a moment. Jim must be incredibly smart and clever to have selected me to wish you this amazingly heartfelt, wonderful, uplifting, happy message. So, I hope it's working. Is it? What? What? <laughs> I'm listening to reason and trying to use the phone to speak to Tom. Tom, I'm so sorry. Where were we before we were so rudely interrupted? Oh, you. You and Jim. Well, you know, I hope that 2020 turns out to be okay for all of us, but especially for you and Jim. You know... We're all going through this crazy, insane time right now. As you know, I'm sure you're staying inside, practicing social distancing and wearing a mask. <laughs> I hope you are. I know you are. But what am I? Listen, you seem really busy. I'm going to let you run in just a moment, but I'd like to recap just a tiny bit and tell you from the bottom of my heart, Tom, I wish you all the best. Good luck. Seriously. 65. I hope this is your year. The year of Tom and coronavirus. <laughs> I'm just kidding. And it's nothing to really be making a joke about. I'm well aware. Tom, seriously, have a great, great day on your birthday. I hope it's the first of an amazing new year for you. And Jim, thank you for selecting me to speak with Tom at this time. Well, you seem busy, Tom. I'm going to let you let me run. So bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye, Tom. <laughs> were, you wow. were you a Pee-wee fan? Yeah, I did. I yeah. like Pee-wee. Yeah. I, I liked it when he'd do a cameo. He did a cameo, I think, in, in one of Cheech and Chong's movies. And I saw him in a cameo in another film uh, not long ago. I think it was while I was on lockdown, actually, for the uh, virus thing. Yeah, it's always cool when he shows up in a film, and there he is. And in a podcast episode. And in a podcast. Makes the <laughs> podcast even cooler. I have one more. This is this is maybe my favorite one. I had to end with my favorite one. Okay. This is um, a woman named Paula Dean. Paula Dean. Paula Dean. <laughs> the cook was she a chef? Uh -huh. A chef? Yeah. I, I really like her voice. Okay. And uh, you know, I decided to get a little, little mischievous with this one. This is mischievous. And I said, "Hi, I know you're married, but my friend Tom Gaffey has a big crush on you." I was wondering if you would consider going on a date with him if you weren't married. Oh. He's 64 and manages the Phoenix Theater in Petaluma, California. Holy well, God. now we get to find out what your fate is. Oh, Let's see if she's going to go on a date with I'm you not or sure not. I'm sure I'm comfortable with this. That's why I saved it for last. <laughs> okay. Hey, this is Paula Dean, and I'm looking for Tom Gaffey. <laughs> this has been booked by your friend Jim Agui... How do you say Eddie? A guess? A-G-I-U-S? Well, thank you, Jim, uh, because you just made my day, honey, coming in and telling me that Tom has got a crush on me. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I know I'm married, but uh, you never know, do you? <laughs> <laughs> you never that, know what's going to happen tomorrow. Week? I believe that's him off uh, camera, yes. And I am just honored. Uh, and he wanted to know if I would consider going on a date with you <laughs> if if I wasn't married. Well, and um, I'll tell you what, I'd do a background check first, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> and if it came up good, yes, I would go out with what you. What a lady. <laughs> Uh, you're 64, so I've got you by nine years, 
And uh, the thought of being a cougar is just great. I don't mind being a cougar. <laughs> uh, I hear that you manage the Phoenix City in Paluma, California. Um, yeah. Gosh, though. So, that would that would be interesting. The Phoenix Theater, is that live, Eddie, do you think? Or is it, we don't know. I, I'm not familiar with the Phoenix Theater. But uh, good luck to you, Tom. And, uh, you know, I always send you love and best dishes. And thank you, Jim. Agus? Agus? My southern tongue has a, a hard time, uh, Jim, with some words <laughs> but thank you for making my day <laughs> love you tom <laughs> she's got a great smile wow this is pretty exciting stuff we just okay, got confirmation because you hey, your background okay. your background's pretty clean if she ran a yeah yeah, oh, yeah. No, officially I there's I nothing probably, there which is score date. this rules oh, boy. <laughs> well, well we've learned a lot here tonight wow. i mean we've learned nothing well, that's this, true. This was, yeah. this was the cotton candy of on stages. <laughs> Boy, I would think. Yeah, yeah. This was a trip to the fairer. We'll let everybody know if Paula reaches out uh, for the there date. There you go. But uh, other than that, I, I think that's probably all. <laughs> that's wild. I, you know, I didn't even know this service was out there where you could get all of these people. We've actually got two previous guests uh, from the show that are, that are on this service. Uh, yeah. Amy Bruni from Ghost Hunters. Amy, oh, you bet. One of the more listened to episodes of all time. She yeah. was on Ghost Hunters, of course. And then uh, Oliver Graves, the comedian oh, from Santa Rosa. Oliver Graves, absolutely. A lot of fun. Yeah. Cool. Anyway. Um, Good. I hope they both do well with that. We hope that everybody does well. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Guess that's our episode. If somebody wants that's to pay it. you money uh, to do a thing, would oh. you do it or would you do it for free? I probably have to do it for free. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think. Yeah, but I, you know, that's just these guys. That's what they are. They're they're media stars, though. They they need to be. They need to get paid for this. That's right. So good for them. Yeah, I don't see me being comfortable doing that because I don't think there'd be any value in 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 me. You know, so that's why I couldn't take any money. I think for you'd it, be though. surprised. Yeah, well, if this is if this gets left in the episode, I bet you get more than one person asking you to do a video for them. Wow, we'll find out. That's weird. Tom Gaffey, cameo star. Okay, we could put you on there for like five dollars. By the way, what? No, that's Eh, that's an idea. Okay, there you go. All right, Uh, five dollar donation to the Phoenix. Tom, thanks for hanging out with me and all the celebs here tonight. Thanks for doing this. This was fun. Yeah, happy birthday to us. And I'll I'll get your uh, I'll get your cameo account set up tomorrow. Oh God, no, let's not. Uh, Thank you, though. Thanks for hanging out, everybody. Thanks for listening. (laughs) See you later. See you guys. Love you, Tom.